the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Well, I was um, looking at some of the uh, video of... Um, Maui, Hawaii, after these fires, the devastation, honestly, is very difficult to describe. And um, I don't believe it is even remotely possible to comprehend the devastation unless you were there and you were experiencing it. I mean, we can look our hearts are just sick, but um, I don't know that we can wrap our hearts and brains around what the people that have been impacted by this. First, those that have lost loved ones. The uh, death toll is now up over 100. Um, there are estimates that it could rise to be two or three hundred they have searched uh, far less than half of the areas. And uh, I mean, this sounds so macabre, but they're having a difficult time finding bodies because the fire was so intense, they were basically incinerated. They have become ash. And again, I don't, I don't want to be gross or I don't want to become macabre, but if you've had a a relative who was cremated and you were given all of their remains in a urn well these fires were so intense that human bodies in many cases have been turned just to ashes and uh, even getting dna to try to identify is uh, is difficult uh I haven't heard today, but um, yesterday there were more than a thousand that were still unaccounted for. Now it doesn't mean there are a thousand that are that have perished. It's just they're unaccounted for. They could have fled. They could be someplace else. But it, it, the devastation is is beyond words, and I think it is unconscionable that the President of the United States has basically remained silent. One of the worst national disasters in American history. And the President has not called a press conference. He has not spoken from the White House. Uh, He has spoken through his press secretary and says, uh, you know, Jill and I are praying uh, can you imagine if this was Trump? Do you remember 
some of you are old enough to remember Katrina and George W. Bush delayed going uh, because he didn't want his presence to be a distraction. Do you remember the severe criticism that he received? Uh, The White House, when asked today, are there plans for the president to visit Hawaii? Nope. No plans. And uh, again, I'm being absolutely serious and transparent. I I don't want to make this political, but what is going on? President Biden returned from a week-long vacation and then took another weekend vacation to Rehoboth, Rehoboth Beach in Delaware This was just days after a week-long vacation. He was at the White House a day or two, and then went on another vacation. And while Hawaii was burning, pictures were sent around the world of him lying on the beach, riding his bike, when he was asked by the press, Mr. President, what do you want to say to the people of Hawaii? His response, no comment. So, he uh, returned from the weekend in Rehoboth Beach, which was after a week-long vacation. And I understand that this Friday, Friday of this week, he's going to head to Lake Tahoe for a six-day vacation. Really? Um, The presidency of the United States is an incredibly stress-filled, pressure-filled job. There is no doubt about that. But my goodness, how tone-deaf can you be? A reporter asked the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, What is your response to critics who suggested that the president should not have been vacationing at the beach over the weekend as the Maui crisis became the worst wildfire in a century? That was the question. The response not from the president, but from the press secretary. The president and the first lady have been very clear about offering their condolences and making sure that we continue this whole-of-government approach. That is not going to stop. The president has also committed to being there for the government of Hawaii, the people of Maui, for as long as it takes. Quote, President Biden has no plans to visit Hawaii. That's going to change. There is such enormous pressure. Uh, Watch for a, a trip. But how many times have we seen a president cancel Everything. Cancel vacation, cancel meetings when there is a national crisis. Um, I, I, again, I, um, this is unconscionable, and I honestly believe I would say the same thing if a Republican was in the White House, if Donald Trump were president, if George W. Bush were president, and there was this kind of 
of lack of care, concern, compassion, action. I, I, I am absolutely confident I would say the same thing. Uh, we need to pray for the folks in Maui. And as I always try to remember to say when something like this happens, pray for the churches in the area. God loves to turn a tragedy like this into something that can glorify himself. Now, I know an atheist, a skeptic, would hear what I just said. How could you say that? Well, it's easy to say that. And I am praying, and I hope you are praying, that through this horrible disaster, Thousands will understand how little power they have. Listen, in the face of something like a wildfire like that, man's greatest power, man's greatest technology is worthless. Absolutely worthless. There was nothing that men could—once the fire started, now there are going to be all kinds of lawsuits. The uh, power companies in Hawaii are going to be sued because it seems that the fire was probably started by downed power lines in uh, the high winds. So we're, oh, we're going to see hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits and so forth. But here's my point. After the fire was started and whipped by these winds, humanity— possessed nothing to stop it. That is how weak we are compared to the forces of God's nature. And I'm praying that thousands of people will give their hearts and their lives to Christ as they walk through this deep, deep, dark valley. I'm praying that all over this area there will be a great spiritual awakening. If that happens, the tragedy will be turned into something absolutely wonderful. That's what God does when we allow Him to. We'll return. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, this, this is a head shaker. My goodness. Uh, by the way, if you're listening in Washington, D.C. on WAVA 105.1 FM, then you just tuned in. You're saying, who in the world is this? Uh, My name is Bob Bernie, and I'm guest hosting for Don Crow today. I am also hosting my own program in Columbus, Ohio. We are simulcasting. So just a quick explanation and introduction. All right. This is a head shaker. I constantly talk to my audience about the importance of world view. The difference between a biblical worldview and a secular humanist worldview. Uh, 
A biblical worldview begins with God the Creator and the fall of man. And that fallen nature has been handed down from generation to generation to generation. We are a fallen human race with a sinful nature in desperate need of redemption. A secular humanist worldview, which is basically the same worldview as the liberal Christian worldview, starts with the goodness of man. God God created man in his image, and therefore man is inherently good. All any human being ever needs is a little bit of encouragement. You just talk nice to people. That's all. And if you will be nice to people, they will always be nice to you, because man is inherently good. Now, if you've ever had children, uh, you know which worldview is correct. Anyway, that brings me to this story out of Chicago. All right? A uh, Northside community group, as you know, Chicago is in the midst of a many-year-long crime spree. The last mayor, a total absolute disaster. The current mayor is probably farther left than the mayor that Chicago got rid of. And to the liberal left, who possess a secular humanist worldview, Nobody is really bad. They're just people who have had bad opportunities. They haven't had opportunity. All you have to do is give them opportunity, and that usually means give them money. You just give them money, and they'll be fine, because they're good. Well, that's the only way to explain the reasoning behind this. And this is from a TV station in Chicago. This is not from some conservative site. So let me read it to you. Dateline, Chicago, Illinois. A Northside community group is calling for people to refrain from shooting guns in Chicago between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. to reduce the risk of people not involved in high-risk activities. I'm not making this up. No, no, this is not the Babylon Bee. This is not the Onion. This is not a parody. No, this is real. A gang war has broken out in the north side of Chicago. Uh, they, uh, they have been identified as the Gangster Disciples and the Black Pea Stones. have no idea. Evidently, two warring gangs in north Chicago. So this North Side community group, uh, what are they calling themselves? Uh, um, Rogers, Rogers Park Native Sons. That's the community group. They have gotten together and said, what are we going to do about all this shooting? What are we going to do about all this violence? People getting killed, people being shot. So they came together and they put together what they are calling the People's Ordinance. Now, this is not a law from the state or the This is a community group, the People's Ordinance. And the People's Ordinance is asking the gangs, hey, guys, hey, uh, would you stop shooting each other between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m.? 
well, the implication is if you want to shoot people other times, fine. But hey, let's quit. Let's quit shooting people between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. so people in the neighborhood would feel safer. One of the co-founders of this community group says, we have to start somewhere. Our goal is to approach our city's gun violence problems strategically and not all at once. Things didn't become this way overnight, and change won't happen overnight. Now, some would say, well, Bob, at least they're doing something. Really? Does anyone, does anyone really believe that warring gangs will listen to a community group who says, hey, would you just put your guns away between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m.? They said, quote, if people know that after a certain hour, the likelihood of them being shot by an unknown and unprovoked assailant are at a higher risk, they will be less likely to be out and about. So, so in other words, you, you don't go out after 9 p.m. because that's when it's okay for people to shoot each other. This is honestly, and I'm not making fun of them. I feel sorry for them. They are living in a crime-riddled area, and my heart aches for them. They can't go out. Their kids are not safe. Their kids can't play on the street. But to think that this is a part of the solution, but it goes back to a secular humanist worldview. These people are really, really good. And if you just ask them nicely, don't shoot your guns between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., they'll respond. You talk to them nice, so they're going to talk to you nice. Um, now, the opposite extreme is extreme enforcement. And I'm not advocating for that. But we have to understand the fallen nature of man and the need, ultimately, for redemption. But until that redemption comes to pass, there has to be law enforcement. There have to be consequences. But that is the mindset of the liberal left. And it doesn't work. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.